And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up On Blast Raps postgame show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop, 2013. 2013 Danforth Avenue in the east end of Toronto. Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew, and as a wise man once said, tell them that I sent you. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call 416-917-4833 to book your appointments now. Wrap it up, fans. What is going on? It's Friday night. I feel all right. Raptors win 118-112. Thank you guys for tuning in as you do live after each and every Toronto Raptors game for the only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show that there is. Live on Twitter, at Shell Alexander, taking your comments and questions. Same thing goes for Instagram. We got another feed there as well, at Sheldon Alexander. A couple of just slight instructions, you know. If you're on the Instagram feed right now, you want to see the full feed of me and Q. Plus, you get the full feed, the full camera look, what the whole set looks like, the proper audio. Go to the link in bio on my Instagram feed. Click that link. You'll see the full pod. If you're on Twitter right now and you're liking what you see, bless us with a like. Bless us with the retweet. That's how we spread the love. That is the Wrap It Up podcast. Again, the only live and interactive Toronto Raptors postgame show there is. So let's let's grow this. Spread this to the masses, right? Because, again, the Toronto Raptors are here putting in work as they win 118-112 to 112 over the New York Knicks. And it wasn't pretty, but it was a win. Their sixth straight win overall. Joined by my guy Q. What is going on, my dude? How you doing? How you feeling on this Friday night, my dude? I'm good. It's Friday. Yeah. Just got paid. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad at all. Raptors won, so we're, we're good. Right? Everything seems good on a Friday night and a payday Friday night. Nothing wrong with that either. Uh, Raptors, I don't know if they just got paid, but they're rich anyway, so they're always paid. Yeah. They're just paid for life, but... Big boy win for the... No, not a big boy win. I take that back. <laughs> Just a win. It's the Knicks. Just a win. And it was ugly. Let's be serious. It was an ugly game. But I think that these games are necessary because the style of play is kind of reminiscent of what the playoffs are going to be like. This was like an ugly game where, you know, the Knicks were mixing it up. The Knicks were, you know, the refs weren't really calling a lot of fouls in the paint. You had to really muck it up. And to see the Raptors win a game like that, I know it's the Knicks, but we're talking about styles, right? You got the win, you mix it up a little, and you won in a style that's not really how this Raptor team plays, but how this Raptor team might have to play exactly. if you look ahead towards the playoffs. Yep. So again, Raptors come up with a big win, and they were led by your boy, Kyle Lowry, who led the team in scoring with 26 points, and... The thing here, I looked up at the end of the third quarter, I think it was, Lowry had 19, and I was like, wait, how, like, where did that happen? Because during the game while we were watching, I said to you, I swear most of Lowry's shots, it wasn't him shooting to score. Yep. It was him shooting to get fouled. And then you look at this box score, 26 points. My guy was 13 of 14 from the free throw line. <laughs> but... That's what leaders do. Find a way to get it done. What'd you make of Kyle Lowry's performance tonight, Q? Uh, smart veteran play, like mm -hmm. you said. You're going up against 
the Knicks, who you know, looks like they start like five power forwards. <laughs> yes. Um. So you know, whether it's on on switches and whatever, you're you're going to get those mismatches. You're going up against the big guy. Mm-hmm. You know. So even if you do blow by him, he's still going to try and come back for the block. So a couple pump fakes and you're at the line shooting yeah. easy, easy free throws. So. Smart, it's Kyle Kyle Lowry basketball. And I give Lowry credit, too, because there are some plays where he wasn't even getting the calls. Yep. And, you know, he's used to that because that happens at stretches for Kyle Lowry. But he fights through it, mm-hmm. and he plays through it. And I think that's the example for the rest of the team as well because no one was getting calls. Right. Even the Knicks weren't getting calls yeah. at certain points, right? And the Knicks were playing a, more, a style that was more conducive of getting to the line. They were in the paint. They were mixing it up. And they weren't even getting the free throw calls. Yeah. So it was a real, like, they, they referenced it on the broadcast, like an old school kind of 90s Knicks basketball, right? A yeah. game that you might see end in the 80s. or <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. But Kyle Lowry had a solid game. But what I was really impressed with from the beginning was Pascal Siakam. We know that Pascal struggled in the last game, right? right. Shot a horrible percentage in the last game. And what did he do to start this game? My guy came out and his first two buckets were at the rim. Going to the rim. Yep. Going to the basket. Then he steps out. And it's funny because he also had the icer, yep. which was a three. Yep. But it still falls in line with what we say about a lot of these Raptors. Start inside, work your way out. And Pascal had a great bounce back performance in terms of just shot selection, I feel like. Yep. You know, finishes with 23 points on 9 of 15 shooting. Two of five from three. Also give him seven rebounds and three assists just because. Also a block. Spicy P, newly touted <laughs> all-star starter Spicy P. Yeah. How did you like his game tonight? Uh, you know, like like one of the listeners, one of the guys on Instagram said, he got his all-star bid and he, he got his mojo back. There, right? <laughs> but, like, but like you said, it was, it was it was a smarter Pascal. Mm-hmm. It was He wasn't forcing much. Yeah. Right? He was going to the cup. I mean, again, you're playing with the Knicks who have power forward after power forward, big, big <laughs> physical guys. Yeah. So he, you know, he, he he went to the basket, got a couple calls, but you know, I even like the his not his not the icer play, but the play before that. Yeah. Where he went to the basket strong and dunked the ball. Yeah. Right? There was no finger rolls, there was no, you know. So, you know, like we were saying the uh after the other game. You know, other than maybe San Antonio on Sunday, you got the Knicks and Atlanta and a couple games where, you know, if if you're not on your game at that point, there's a good games you to can have, get back in, right? Yeah, to yeah, yeah. kind of shoot your way back into the game. Yeah. Right. Make your percentages look exactly. a little good in this game. Um, and it was a weird game. And you mentioned the Knicks lineup, and it's super weird, right? Because you look at their starting lineup, and it's Randall Morris. Taj Gibson, Alfred Payton, and Bullock. And that's a weird-ass starting lineup to begin with. But then their bench is like the Young Bucks. You got Knox coming off the bench. You got Nilakina, And also Robinson. Dotson was hitting some shots. He was getting frisky for them. But it's a weird team. And they have been playing better since the coaching change. I don't know if it's more mentality or just like... They seem a lot more forceful. Just like, this is a style of play. We have like eight power forwards, so we might as well make it ugly in the paint, (laughs) right? Like, I don't know if that's what it is, but their style of play seems, they seem a lot better of a team than the last time I saw the Knicks play, right? Like, just more competitive. They play a lot harder. They have more of an identity. I guess that's the case. And you saw that tonight because um, I was charting it late, 
and the last I had it, I think they had like 28 points in the paint. Yeah. And, or sorry, second chance points. That's what it was. 28 second chance points. That's just hustle, yeah. right? And when you're a team that lacks maybe talent at the high end, that's how you have to make up for it and play hard. And that's what kept them in this game. Because I thought, like, did you think this was going to be a blowout at a certain point? Right? Like, I was yeah, just kind of waiting I, and waiting and waiting for the Raps to blow them out, and it never really there happened. Was a spot at, once it got up, I think it was at 10, around there in the mm-hmm. third quarter. I was like, okay, now they pull away. Yeah. Jam done. But, like you said, the Knicks fought back. And I think that's where playing the veterans, mm-hmm. right, and having that weird starting lineup. But you're playing veteran guys, some who have come from winning situations. Morris was with the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taj is with the Bulls when the Bulls were good. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have guys that know how to play NBA basketball. Right? For sure. Whereas I think at the beginning of the season, it was, you know, we got RJ, we got Knox, we got Mitchell Robinson. Let's let our young guys get some some play and mm-hmm. the veterans kind of mentor. Yeah. Right? Like these guys know who they are. Taj Gibson exactly. is in the paint, right? He's making it ugly. Yeah. Um, Julius Randle only knows one way. He's going downhill to the basket. Yeah. Morris, I mean, he's he's kind of the man around these parts, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But still, like, he's a gritty type of player that is a, a, a good example to be set for the rest of the guys, right, exactly. in terms of how to play hard-nosed basketball. But again, yeah, the Knicks led after one quarter, mm-hmm. and then at the half, the Raptors just, you know, Freddie and Pascal should have had, like, two and ones that weren't really called. Freddie knocked down a huge three, and, you know, Raptors end up having the lead by three at half. They come out at halftime, knock down a couple of threes, but as mentioned, the Knicks just kept scrapping and clawing, and they had these all these second-chance points, and they're right there. But I want to give credit to two guys of, I guess, what we'll call the newly-minted bench mob. We're not going to really call them the bench mob. We call them the hustle gang. Yeah. And, you know, with the injuries, they haven't really been able, as a unit, to put together consistency. But we start to kind of see a bench forming, which would be Terrence Davis, Norm, Serge, Rondé, and then one of Kyle or Fred or Pascal. Right. Tonight, got to give it up to Serge, who I thought played really well. A weird stat line for Serge is he had 14 points and zero rebounds, but... Both he and Norm shoot 6 of 11. Norm has another solid game yep. at 16 points. How this bench is looking right now, what do you make of both Norm and Serge, just the roles that they're playing for this team, not only tonight, but going forward? Norm, we'll start with Norm. Norm is just a completely different player over this last, I'll say, month, month and a half. Mm-hmm. He's just... It's not the norm that we all have watched over the last couple couple seasons. Yeah. He, he's making smart plays. Nothing's forced. He's confident. His shot's confident. Yeah. He, he knows he can get to the basket Whatever. every time, mm-hmm. and he does it. But, again, it's not forced. Um, and his shot is just confident, right? Like, yeah. whether he's... Whether Norm's coming around screens, whether Norm's one dribble pull-up shot, he's on balance. And that tell, that's gym work, right? Yeah. Because you're, it means your footwork, right? When you're getting on balance and, and shooting in rhythm, that's footwork, that's repetition, that's practice. And you see that in the confidence that Norm's had the past month or whatever it's been, where he's given you that consistent 15 off the bench. Yep. And 
If you're the Raps, that's exactly what you want in that role coming off the bench and just getting you offense. Yeah. And it takes the pressure off Pascal or Kyle or Fred or any of those guys of thinking, I have to get 30 for us to have a chance. Exactly. Because you know you got Serge and Norm both cooking, coming off the bench, being able to give you 15 a night. And that's super helpful. And it also allows you to ease along Terrence Davis because I know there's a lot of people, and especially there's no Patrick McCall right now. He's hurt. Right. But there's a lot of people who, you know, even when McCall was there and McCall is getting minutes – People are always wondering why doesn't why doesn't Terrence Davis get those minutes or why is McCaw getting minutes at all? But the, I go on the flip side of that because I like what Nick Nurse and this organization is doing with Terrence Davis. They're bringing him along slowly. Yeah, they're not really handing him mega minutes, but they'll give him. He gets minutes every game. Yeah, but it's not like a, a heavy load of minutes unless there's injuries, mad yeah. injuries. Other than that, he's gonna get. Under 20 minutes, Mm -hmm. but still on like a short leash. And that way, you know, you can talk to the rookie. You can ease him in. You don't need him to go out and do anything. But what you're getting from him is consistent effort, consistent defense. And the thing I love the most about him is I feel like he can get way more buckets than he does. Yeah. But he doesn't force it. He's under control. Yeah. And I like that with this unit on the bench because I just feel like if Norman Surge know that they got to get buckets, then Rondé and Terrence know we got to play lockdown defense. Defense. We got to get in passing lanes. We got to do all those other things to help this team win games. And obviously you can't read too much into the Knicks because it's the Knicks. But the Raps bench to me is a good look. Another good look, your man's Fred Van Fleet who I feel like every time he gets a couple games off, gets a bit of a rest, he comes back, and he looks frouche, right? 16 points for Freddie, 6 of 12 shooting, 9 assists. But again, I'm going to beg people to pay attention to when Freddie hits those threes. Definitely. Because I feel like they're very timely. What do you make of Freddie? And when Freddie is cooking, how much better is this Raptors team? What I like about what has happened over the last couple of games is it almost seems like him and Kyle take turns, mm-hmm. right? So it, it, they play it's, off each other very exactly. well. So they, they, they do play off each other real well. They, they know when they're on the court and who's on the court around them, what mm-hmm. their role is, and they play into that role perfectly. Yeah. And then down the stretch, when you need a big bucket, Fred is there to make those shots... And it's just, if you look up, it's the third quarter. Yeah. The Raps are down two, and, <laughs> and Fred pulls up from like five feet be- below the behind the three-point line. It's going in. Yeah. Right? It, it just mm-hmm. seems like he just has a knack for hitting those shots at the, at the right time. He pulls up with confidence. Yeah. With confidence whether a lot. It's, whether it's to stop the other team's run or to continue the Raptors, start the Raptors run, it, it, it's Fred that makes those shots. Um, I got distracted because... Just got a message from our guy, Jeff Berg, mm-hmm. who's a regular here on the Wrap It Up podcast. He writes in and says, we're going to be tied for second because the Heat are down 17 Ooh. right now. And as I click over to the box score, it's funny because, you know, when at the top line of ESPN, it said they were down two, but it's just because I didn't refresh the page. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I did refresh the page, it was like, whoa, 103-91, Clippers are beating the Miami Heat. 
So that is big news for the Toronto Raptors. And again, you got to take advantage of these games because normally, you know, if you if a game slipped like this, yeah, it's bad. Yeah. But in this instance where everything, the stakes are so high this season because I keep trying to tell people this, you really don't want to come in three, four, five, six right. because those are that's a tough first round matchup. Exactly. So if you can get to second, you got to do that. And how do you do that? Take care of business and win these games that might have slipped in years before yeah. last year. But you know what I mean? Might have slipped where you just really don't have it's it. The Knicks, you don't really yeah, think. Yeah, 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 exactly. Maybe you and had a I nice think, night out last night in New York celebrating with Spicy P. <laughs> and, 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 and you know, on top of that, I mean, we are coming up on the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. Being in second place, mm-hmm. um, they, they, they announced the reserves. Yep. Right? And on top of that, Boldenholzer can't be the coach again, right? True. So second place going into the All-Star break means Nick Nurse will be coaching the All-Star game. Correct. Right? So there's that. There's also, again, being in second place, the second place Raptors, although Kyle probably deserves a spot anyway, it ensures a second Raptor getting a pick. So, again, you're going in next week. I think you got Atlanta and Detroit, Mm -hmm. winnable games. Sure. Where you can also maybe pull away in the standings. More importantly, you're pulling away in the standings. But aside from that, you're going into All Star, the All Star break, and Nick Nurse might be coaching. He's mm-hmm. he right now. He's in a position to coach the All Star team, and Kyle's waiting to get that that call saying that he's a reserve. So it's it's perfect timing. And again, this is one of the things we touched on last podcast, but I want to emphasize this because there's a very funny dynamic amongst Raptors fans where. They complain about being slighted by the U.S. media and how many national TV games they get and all that stuff. And I'm just going to remind you guys again. In the second half of the NBA season, once the NFL is over, the NBA, if you pay attention, the NBA's major nights, okay? They have ESPN doubleheaders on Wednesday, TNT doubleheaders on Tuesday and Thursday, Friday's another ESPN doubleheader, then there's Saturday games and Sunday games. If you pay attention to those schedules, Mm -hmm. mostly all of those games will involve the Clippers, the Lakers, the Celtics, the Sixers, the Bucks, like all of the, you know, if you started the season, all those top teams, those are all the teams that are playing right now on national TV in those big boy games because of TV ratings. So the flip side, while the Raptors have this run where they're playing (laughs) the Knicks, the Bulls, yep. right? Because remember, as NFL ends, this is yep. why the NBA wants to put all these big time matchups in prime time for people to be able to watch and be like, oh, basketball season. What? Yep. Lakers are playing down against the Celtics. The exactly. Yep. Exactly. So I'm just saying, be careful what you wish for in terms of these games yep. and be happy with the schedule that the Raps have where you got a back to back Cleveland and Detroit coming up, exactly. right? Right. And then with the Leafs play always mostly playing on Saturday nights, it, again it helps the Raptors because they don't play those Saturday evening games. That would all and again that exactly. would all be against like the Clippers. Yeah. Right. So it's it's funny. It's a funny dynamic, but just something that you know I urge you to pay attention to as the season goes along. But let's get to some comments though because there's lots of comments people filtering in because of course as I always like to mention, we are the only live and interactive. Toronto Raptors post-game show that there is. 
And we do take your comments and questions live on Twitter at Shell Alexander. Same thing goes for Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And this is something we call a little uh, ask on blast. Yeah. So let's go into the comment section, which is full which is heavy, and I'll start with Mike on Twitter. Mike says, Spicy P was looking a lot better tonight. Totally agree, and maybe it's just the residue of being named an all-star starter, but I guess maybe at this point, Spicy P named an all-star starter along with in the East with Trey Young. Yep. Um, who else is the East? Trey uh, Young, Kemba. Trey Young, Kemba, Giannis, Embiid, and Spicy P. Yep. Those are your Eastern Conference the 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 pool of the starters and out west you're talking LeBron, Anthony Davis, Luca, Kawhi, and James Harden. James Harden. So, I mean, not much real debate on the west side. Yeah. On the east side, I mean, I woke up this morning and our group text <laughs> was like, Phil, I woke up, there was like we 80 in, messages. We morning, and I'm yeah. looking at everyone's arguing about Trey Young being a starter or not. And I thought it was an amazing, good conversation. But the reminder I'll give is that this is exactly why the NBA does this to get people talking. Yep. And we're happy that, that, you know, Spicy P was elected a starter. But could that spot have easily have gone to Kyle instead of a Trey Young or instead of a, a Kemba? I guess that's why the second seed is so important. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, exactly. Um, it's interesting, though, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think... It's for the fans. Kem, uh, Kyle and Fred kind of split that that guard vote, which yes. is why only one of them got it's in. True. I think if, if, if Fred was still kind of backup point guard Fred, mm -hmm. then Kyle, Kyle at least would have got, got more votes. He, he would have got way more, more votes, so... Yeah. You know, it's interesting. It is what it is, but I, I think I think either way, Kyle will get the nod. Yeah, he'll still be an all star, yeah. and I still think it's the coolest stat, man. The fact that we mentioned it on the last pod, and it's funny because it kind of I tweeted it a couple days ago before it actually yeah. happened, but it is really cool, man. I mean, it's a big deal that Raptors fans should feel proud of the fact that after Pascal was named as an all star starter. The Raptors have now become the only team since 2015 to have an all-star starter each and every single game of the all-star, yeah. of the all-star game. Yeah. Let me say that again. Every single year since 2015, the Toronto Raptors have had an all-star starter, and they're the only team in the NBA to do that. That is something to be proud of. And, of course, the fact that it's been multiple players in terms of Kyle Lowry twice, DeMar twice, Kawhi last year, and now Pascal Siakam. Yeah. That's a big deal, and and that's something that, again, no other franchise in the NBA can say. You got to feel good about that. So, yes, Spicy P looking better. The Toronto Raptors as a whole looking better as well. Let's get to some more comments, though. Uh, let's see. Marshall checks in and says, What up, May? Been watching your videos on YouTube for a couple seasons. Never caught the live show. Well, salute to you. Hopefully Welcome. you subscribe. Appreciate the subscribe. Welcome. You know, whether you watch the live show or not, hit us with a, bless us with a subscribe and yeah. tune in however you can. We appreciate that. Thank you for walking with the show here because this is for you, the people. And hey, let us know what you think of the show, what you think of the raps, and we'll read your comments live for sure. Um, Jay Shutterbug on Twitter says, successful wins in this streak for the Raptors. I agree with that because there was a lot of uh, different kind of wins. Yeah. If you go back to, you know, while they were dealing with the injuries, there are a lot of tough losses where they kept blowing leads. Mm -hmm. 
and either they lost the game late or just squeezed it out. This one, even though it was close, yeah. it got down to two at certain points. It still wasn't really... They didn't blow it, blow it. Like, yeah. you still felt confident that they would win. No? Yeah, you know what? And you know what? I mean, obviously, it's the Knicks, so, yeah, we were expecting a 30-point victory and mm-hmm. an easy game, but those games don't help you. Yeah. These games where you got to where you got to uh, convert down the stretch where you got to you know play defense and it's tough tough to get out the building that that those games yeah. that's what the playoffs is yeah. right you're not blowing teams out in the playoffs mm-hmm. right so these games whether it's against the Knicks or whether it's against the Clippers or whether it's against Philadelphia when they when they mean something when it when it's hard fought it, it helps you in the, in the long run yeah uh, we were just talking about the all-star teams. The all-star starters were obviously missed. And, you know, a game against the Knicks is a good opportunity for us to also talk about just other things going on in yep. the NBA. So as people continue to write in, A Musco 10 on Instagram says, I'm not sure if Kemba should have started, but open to opinions. Okay. I'm all here, but I'm here for the discussion. I, yep. I like how that comment was phrased, right? Because yep. it's not all about statements. Mm-hmm. It's a discussion. Yep. Uh, Kemba... I'm not mad at Kemba starting because I think not Boston is having a really good Boston year. Boston had to have one guy. And and Kemba is the leader of that team. Definitely. And you know what? If not just to emphasize the fact of Kyrie being such a disaster <laughs> last year with yeah. the Celtics that proving that they were better without him. Yeah. And even now, if you go to the Nets, the Nets were better last year without Kyrie than they are this year. So yeah. if not just for that alone, I'm not mad at Kemba being an all-star. Uh, more comments though. Dan checks in and says Jimmy over Trey, but Jimmy Butler was listed as a forward, as right? A, forward. a front court yeah. player. So that was the interesting thing, which Miami might want to reassess for for yeah. next year, right? Because that might get uh, Jimmy easily, more easily into the starting lineup. Yeah, I mean, what I think because we don't play East versus West anymore, and this is one of the comments I made in our group chat earlier, was why vote. Based, uh, based on East versus West, right? If you oh, really want, if yeah. you really want the best twenty-four players, that's fair. right? Because I think West, Westbrook and, and Dame, yeah, one of them is not one of make them, it. right? Neither of them so, I, will make it, right? I if, think, if if Steph, think if Steph Curry was still playing, mm-hmm. does Luca get the nod? Does Harden come off the bench? Harden's like probably coming off. It'd the probably bench, be yeah. Harden, right? Mm-hmm. And you can't have Harden should be starting. We can think we all yeah, agree yeah, with that, right? So yeah. why even you don't play East versus West? Think, why even? I think possibly the only reason they would hang on to that is so that you ensure more teams are represented. Yeah. Right, because then you'd run into problems where you have like the seventy win Golden State team the getting four multiple. players. Yeah, yeah, yeah but exactly. then which would happen anyways? But yeah. then if you have another team that's like just behind them. And in most seasons, not like this season where the East is a lot more balanced compared to the West, right? But if you had it as lopsided as we've seen in past seasons, maybe you're getting a lot more players on the West and they don't really want that. But still an interesting point, definitely. Exodus Movements checks in on Instagram and says, Kyle is one of the best guards in the NBA. I mean, it's kind of tough to argue with that at this point because Kyle Lowry, I mean... Say what you want, but my guy continues to put up numbers. The high end of how we'll always look at Kyle Lowry, like the high end has gone up, and that's thanks to Kawhi Leonard. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, Kyle Lowry has still been a solid NBA point guard and an all-star 
what this is going to be a six straight year as an all-star yep. if he makes it. So it's it's tough to be mad at Kyle Lowry, especially if you're to Toronto Raptors. Uh, let's switch gears a little, though, because Ragul checks in on Instagram and, asks, and says, in order for Toronto to go far in the playoffs, OG needs to help Nick Nurse and the and others. Um, OG, it feels it feels like the ire of the Raptors fan base seems to bounce around. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Definitely. It was McCaw, it was Norm, it was Marc Gasol. Mm-hmm. I think now people are setting their sights in on OG. And it might not even be the fault of OG. Mm-hmm. It might be the fault of Norm Powell playing as well exactly. as he has. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that makes it look at OG and everyone's like, oh, okay. Uh, but what do you? what's your take on OG? I think, obviously, offensively, OG is is still growing. He's he's not maybe at the point where we all thought he would be, mm-hmm. and, or take the step we thought. But again, like we said, Fred's taking a big step. Yeah, Norm's taking a huge step. Terrence Davis has come out of nowhere. So, you know, be happy, Raptor fans. Yeah. Like, this is a good problem to have, where there's there's really not enough minutes to play everybody that deserves to play. Right, yeah. and at this point, OG is on any given night your seventh offensive weapon. <laughs> right? Yeah. Look around again. Look around the league. Uh, look at even the top teams, even the deepest of teams. How many points is the seventh best player on the team, or seventh best offensive player on the team? The seventh option. How many points does he average? Six, seven, eight points. Yeah. So, you know, if you're expecting OG to come out with a consistent fifteen every night. That means maybe Siakam is only averaging, instead of averaging, averaging 23, is averaging 17. That means maybe Norm ha- doesn't hit the stride that he's hit, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe Terrence Davis doesn't come into the game at all, yeah. right? So it's a give and take. For sure. I think OG is in the starting lineup as long as he plays defense and hits some of those wide open threes. I'm good with it. And it's also like what the realistic expectations are for OG, yeah. right? Because let's be honest. Norm and Freddie have both surpassed our expectations. Exactly. I wish I had the I wish I had my own stats in front of me that I sent in for our show today yeah. on Tim and Sid. But we had the board up and I looked up the stats. And the funny thing is, uh Norm is up plus seven points off of last year's average. Yep. Uh Norm is up seven points, Fred's up seven points, and I'm saying seven points and it's like seven point two yeah. or seven point three. So forgive me if I'm not exactly yeah. to the decimal point. Siakam's about six. Yeah, Siakam's at six and Kyle's like at five point eight. Yeah. So you have four year top dudes averaging at least five to six more points than they were last year. And Marcus all shooting the ball. You know, you can't, you know, and, even Surge is giving you big like And so obviously those numbers are spoiled. inflated They're because spoiled. Obviously, those numbers are inflated because, you know, obviously some of those guys were out at certain right, times. Exactly. So the other guys had to go ham. But still, the point remains that even when guys were down, they were able to step up. And we didn't really see OG really step up like that yeah. when the minutes and the points were there for him. And so maybe that's where the frustration lies. I mean, he had a couple games. I mean, I mean, yes, there there is some... Like, frust- he's not having a bad season. Exactly. He's not having a bad season. There, I mean, there are some... There is room for him to grow. Mm-hmm. And again, it's his third year in the league. Yeah. Last year, he, I, don't, I forget how many games he played, but he didn't have a full season. He was dealing with some stuff, didn't get into the playoffs. So, 
you know, there there is some more growth, right? Yeah. Even his rookie season, he came in off of the the Achilles tear, so he didn't start where everybody else. He didn't have training camp. He didn't start where everybody else started, right? So there's there there's still room for him to grow, totally. and there's probably not a better place in the in in the league for him to take those next steps, right? Totally so. True. And more comments Patience. here. More comments here regarding OG. We head to Twitter, and JC says, "I love OG. He'll be back 100. percent He's had really great games this season. It's he's totally- had a, he's had a couple games. He's yeah. had some some good games." Uh, Raptor Homer on Twitter says, "OG <sighs> is just 22 years old, and he'll be fine once the real season starts." Um, that guy Damone on. Instagram says OG got to work on his ball handling skills. If he improves on this skill, his offensive game will flourish. Definitely, in my definitely opinion. something he needs to work on. But again, like you said, he's 22. You know, you're forgetting that this is the NBA, so this isn't a, really a situation where you have, where you work on it during the season, mm-hmm. where you go into the where you go into these games and 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 experiment, right? So, just like. Demar back in the day, every every year he came back with a new skill. Siakam every year he comes back with a new skill. Fred every year comes back better. Not you know, old G will have his time. Yeah, uh, Lisa checks in on Twitter and says Knicks low key played good, but they don't know how to play. They beat the Heat. Remember, mm-hmm. Raptors. Glad the Raptors pulled out a win. It's true. The Knicks were right there, and they just didn't really make enough plays down yeah. the stretch. Like. It's one thing to stay in a game and keep a game close, but then what do we famously say? What do you do in winning time? Exactly. And they're not really there yet. And I mean, who's your? They don't really have, exactly. Who's they their don't really go-to have guy? A guy? Like yeah. some days it's Randall, some days it's Morris. Yeah. They don't really have a, a leader at the point guard position mm-hmm. to really settle settle them into their offense. Yeah. You know, they're it's the Knicks. Like they, a couple more lottery picks, and I think they'll be okay. Uh, what do you think of this? Someone asked, Norm should be the front runner for sixth man of the year. I don't know about the front runner because you got Montrez and Lou yeah, Will Montrez, coming with yeah. 20 a night off the bench, like consistent. I mean, maybe if they split votes, but even still, I don't really see that yeah. as being a thing. But it's funny that Norm's at least entered he's, he's, in, that I mean, realm. If, 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 if Norm. If he can sustain this, obviously. If Norm, if Norm sustains this and the Raptors, again, are, you know, Battling the Bucks for top spot in the East, or at least solidify himself as a second in the East, he'll be in the conversation. He'll definitely get some votes. Mm-hmm. But again, with the way the Clippers are built, Lou Will is basically a starter. He just doesn't start the game. Like he gets starter minutes. So it's pretty hard. And especially again with the balance of the Raptors for Norm to really take that next jump and start averaging 20, 21, 22 points a game. Yeah. But, I mean, he's definitely in the conversation. Totally agree with that. I I think Norm, it's just funny, man, to see the fact that Norm has been flourishing so well and doing the thing that everyone's been waiting waiting to see him do. It's it's great to see. I'll say that. Uh, DVAD59 on Instagram says, I love Kyle. Look at where he was from the onset of his tenure to now. I mean, they mentioned Jose Calderon was at this game. Yep. And longtime Raptor fans will remember when Kyle Lowry first came here, he was Jose Calderon's backup. Yeah. And it was funny because I'm not saying this to pat myself on the back, but I remember when the trade happened, I thought, oh, I like this trade. Kyle Lowry could possibly be the best player on our team. Right? Like, that's what I thought. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like potentially he could be the best player on the Raptors. And it didn't really work out that way early. Nope. And it's to hear the stories of how he tells it now where he thought he was just here for the one year. Like that's kind of how it went early. Cause I remember him coming in and just jacking right. And trying to get his, and then, you know, we all know how the story all played out, but to Dvad's point, it's incredible when you think about how this started to and, where it's and, at. And now. just think, if the Knicks were willing to surrender a first-round pick, we might be play, playing Kyle Lowry tonight. If the Knicks didn't trade for Andrea Bargnani yep. first, <laughs> and then yep. they didn't get hesitant over making another trade with Masai, yeah. they would have traded for Kyle Lowry, and who knows what would have happened. It's And there's so many what-ifs, right, the way that this worked, because I was watching Steve Nash on the Knuckleheads podcast yep. with uh, Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles. It's a really good podcast, by the way. Uh, they do really good interviews. But Steve Nash was on there talking about his free agency before he went to L.A., and it was between L.A., the Knicks, and the Raptors. Yep. And that's another huge what-if, <laughs> right? Like, what happens if we do get Steve Nash instead of Kyle Lowry, right? Like, it, there's so many things that are so weird. But, yep. hey, the way that it all played out, what a time to be alive. <laughs> Oh, man, so much fun. So many more comments here in the chat group. Really appreciate you guys tuning in. Gozi, I haven't seen in a while, but I see Gozi on the chat here. He says, don't get me wrong, I'm happy with our depth. That being said, I'm worried about what that will mean come playoff time. I can't help but think of when we had the bench mob. I would urge that this bench, like Fred... Not Fred, sorry. Norm, Serge, and Rondé. I like counting on those guys for consistent production night in, night out. I can bank on that. I feel very confident that I can bank on that in the playoffs. Yeah. Now, Terrence, after that, you know, he's a, he's a rook. So you're going to take what you get from that. Yeah. And then know that those guys will be on the floor with one of Kyle or Fred. Right. I'm not mad at the bench. And again, it's it's not even, what have we learned over the past few years, right? It's not about your full bench. It's about, you need about two or three guys that you know you can count on. Definitely. And then you're good to roll in the playoffs. So I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. I'm not. No, we, I mean, we, we, we run eight deep. Everybody knows what their role is. Um, on this, any, on any given night. You know, we know Nick Nurse is a guy who 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 takes advantage of matchups. Mm-hmm. So when the match when the matchup presents itself, Terrence will get in in the playoffs, right? Yeah. Exactly. You you don't need. I mean, even when we did have the bench mob, it didn't work, did it? So also true. You have to. It comes down to this the gonna playoffs. Sound, yeah, this yeah. is gonna sound weird. I'm more worried about the Raptors' top level talent mm-hmm. in the playoffs than I am worried about the bench. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, definitely. Because, I mean, the biggest quite, I mean, it's, the play, it's playoff time. It's no longer regular season basketball, right? So, at playoff time, your stars have to be your stars yeah. night in, night out. And and it's all fun and games because we all remember, yes, Freddie hit big shots in the conference finals and into the finals. Yes, Norm woke up and had certain moments. But Kawhi was a walking 30-piece night in, night out yep. for the entire playoff run. And so that's literally what you need if you're going to make another deep run. You need that top-level talent. And who's going to be that guy? Hey, we got lots of time to figure it out. Yep. And the, the the thing is, as much pressure as people are putting on this because it's the 
you know, chance to repeat. Yep. I look at it kind of differently. I look at it as you're going forward and this is a learning curve, right? Like you're going to get into the playoffs and you're going to learn a lot about Pascal and Fred and Norm and your kids and Terrence Davis, your kids going forward. That's what I'm excited for. And maybe I just have a different mentality because again, my expectations aren't about winning a championship again, but going to just have a lot of fun. Uh, there's a lot of people asking about questions about the trade deadline, and I'm going to be honest, I'm going to save that talk for a couple games closer to the deadline. But I see all you guys asking about trades, people saying, I think we should trade OG because we could get something back for, like, it's getting spicy in this, and I'm not going there yet. But just know, in the coming pods, send us your questions from now, and we will definitely answer them, or, or... Take it to the comment section, and that conversation guaranteed will be heated. Um, But until then, this Raptors game again. Raptors win their sixth straight game in a row, 118-112 to in New York over the Knicks as they're led by Kyle Lowry. Yes, Kyle Lowry. And, whoa, hold on. Miami has made a huge run, by the way. Wow. And Miami is only down three points right now. Nope, six points as I refresh the page. <laughs> They're down six points with 34 seconds left. So I'd assume that's an L. Yeah. Right? We can we could chalk that up as an L? Yeah. Nope, I lied. Three points. They just hit a three. So close things going on in Miami right now. Okay. I'm about to end this podcast and turn that game <laughs> on, to be honest. But <clears throat> the point remains, the Raptors remain in the thick of things for second place in the Eastern Conference with their win over the New York Knicks as they take care of business. And Kyle Lowry finishes leading the way with 26 points. Pascal having a nice bounce back game, 23 points. Someone in the chat tells me, Waiters hit a clutch three. (laughs) (laughs) Waiters Island. That's amazing. But big win for the Raps. Hopefully Miami will struggle and lose at the end of this game. And the Raptors will be talking about being in second place. But either way, great game for the Toronto Raptors. You take the win as you can get them, as the Knicks are playing a lot more scrappy as of late. So this was a game that you could have got snuck up on and got got. (laughs) Right? So good win for the Raps. But until their next game against the Suns, or no, the Spurs, sorry. Q, what's going on with you? Tell the people where they can hit you up, where they can find you, man. I'm here. I'm here whenever I can be. Um... But during the week, in between time, catch me at simply underscore just underscore Q. That's Instagram and Twitter. Um, and also at, uh, at DDS Caps on both social media sites. Check us out at DDSCaps.com. Uh, that guy, Damone, says, big up Q. Big up Sheldon in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> big up to you, too. Really appreciate you guys watching and tuning in rocking out with us on a friday night on this the only toronto raptors live and interactive post game show that we like to call wrap it up you can find us live on twitter at shell alexander same thing goes for instagram at sheldon alexander we take your comments and questions we love it we love the live convo but if you ever miss it or you want to catch the full thing because you came in in the middle it's all right we got you covered This becomes a podcast wherever you get your podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, YouTube. Please like and subscribe. 
Bless us with the subscribe button, the follow button. Tell your friends. Spread the love. That is the Wrap It Up podcast as we continue to watch the defending NBA champion, Toronto Raptors. Till next time, my name is Sheldon Alexander. And as you can see, if you're watching this video, I got my Dream Chasers hat. Shouts to Meek Millie. Because you know, as we end every podcast, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is a Wrap It Up on Blast Raps postgame show, as always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. Peace, people.